So what did they gain in Ukraine? Today, Tuesday, February 25th, this is The World. I'm Marco Werman. They ousted Ukraine's president and forced a new elections now planned for May. But for the protesters in Kiev, the struggle is far from over. People are much more peaceful now, but the mood is very somber. Nobody is sure that this is really the victory. Also, a new government is forming in Egypt, but military authorities there continue to crack down on dissent. This correspondent says it doesn't bode well. This is the kind of action that fueled the instability that led to all of the Arab Spring uprisings. And later, learning the secrets of home cooking from some very enthusiastic immigrant cooks in New York City. I love to cook. Yeah. I cook every day. I cook every day. Support for PRI's The World comes from Medtronic Philanthropy, expanding access to chronic disease care for the underserved by supporting organizations in communities where they live and work, such as Washington, D.C.-based Unity Healthcare. You can learn more at MedtronicPhilanthropy.com. I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. It feels like there's a lot of unfinished business in Ukraine. Ousted President Viktor Yanukovych is still on the run, and the country's parliament has now asked the International Criminal Court to try him for mass murder. That would be related to the deaths last week of more than 100 protesters, many apparently shot by government snipers. Meanwhile, the country's political future remains unclear as various factions in Ukraine jockey for position and power. Ukrainian novelist Andrei Kirkov lives not far from Kiev's Independent Square, the heart of the protest movement that toppled Yanukovych. There have been some steps forward, he says, but residents are still on edge. Finally, we have police on the street, sometimes accompanied by the representatives of the self-defense groups from the protesters. But I am wary mm. because in the Crimea, the situation is very tense. In the east of the country, there are still fights between pro-European protesters and those who actually are not really pro-Russian, but more anti-European and anti-Western Ukrainian. What does it feel like today down at the Maidan? Well, there is some kind of strange order. Now some of the barricades are removed, but the people are there. The people are staying, staying there probably until 25th of May, until the day of presidential elections, and maybe even longer because Normally, we never have president in one round of elections, so there will be second round. And uh, people are much more peaceful now, but the mood is very somber. Nobody is happy, nobody is uh, full of joy with the victory, because nobody is sure that this is really the victory which will end the problems. Yeah, but still, you're probably breathing a little easier today. For the past uh, almost three months of demonstrations, you've woken up with the same ritual, right? In the beginning, I was waking up every two hours to check uh, on Internet. Uh, you, you would just uh, go uh, half asleep to the computer, have a, a look there, and then I would go to the window. We live on the fourth floor, and I always park my car downstairs. And on our street, one of the cars uh, was burned down. A lot of cars were damaged, and all my neighbors removed their cars. You know, you write with great heart about the buildings that have been central to the, this uprising, like uh, Mikolovsky Monastery. What was happening there during the demonstrations, and what's become of these buildings now? It became like a monastery for the protesters, because on the first night when they were running uh, 29th of November, they were running people followed by uh, riot police up towards the monastery. At that time, the 
monk, Father Ivan, opened the, the gates of the monastery, let everybody in, then closed it, and then went up to the belfry and started ringing the bells. And the people from Kiev, from around the area, started coming to the monastery. And mm-hmm. since this moment, actually, uh, this church became a, a symbol also of uprising, and it is still helping a lot. I mean, people from Maidan, I mean, they are walking in their uh, helmets uh, with the uh, long uh, wooden clubs. They leave their clubs or their weapon outside the monastery gate and outside the entrance to the church, main church. They leave their helmets. Well, it sounds like a really heady scene. It is, uh, and it's still going on. And I mean, today when I was taking my kids to the school, I was passing by the headquarters of security service, which is a huge building, Stalin's color gray and Stalin's architecture. And uh, in front of the main gate, there were uh, five or six...